The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Big show for you here on a Tuesday morning. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. It is a grab bag, a hodgepodge, whatever you want to call it. We've got a lot of different topics. We've got buy or sell. We've got fill in the blank. We've got preseason takeaways. Kyle Pitts played three snaps, and he had a 52-yard catch. That was awesome. Brees Hall played. Michael Carter didn't. Uh, and and much more. Also, the Fantasy Cops are here today to settle your league disputes. And it's not just any Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. It is Team Name Tuesday. But first, it's a brand new segment on Fantasy Football Today. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Heath Cummings. First segment is, oh my gosh, my draft is in two hours and I need help. Who are the two best values in fantasy drafts, Dave Richard? I can only name two. I've got four. The first one is obvious to me. It's Tom Brady. You can get him as the ninth to 12th quarterback off the board, and he's got top five potential. Uh, Apparently, he had a very good practice. His first practice back after giving the DX chop and the double bird to his teammates when he came back on the field. Uh, I I love drafting Brady. I love waiting for him. And I'll I'll take Logan Thomas as the other one. Uh, he's back. He's off the pup list. I think he's going to ramp up, and I think he's going to matter for the commander's offense this year. A tight end that you could literally take with your last pick in the next seven days. Heath Cummings. All of the rookie, yeah, all of the rookie wide receivers in the 140s and 150s, the, the Garrett Wilsons, the Jahan Dotsons. I think Jahan Dotson's like 197th player being drafted on CBS drafts. Um, all those guys are great values, but I'll get some guys who I actually think will will matter from the start of the year as well. Uh, Darnell Mooney in CBS leagues pick 91 in Whoa. round eight. And then our, our good friend, he's, he's there every year. Brandon cooks pick 71. Like we've been talking as if Brandon cooks might be a third or fourth round pick. Um, it, he's still going to be a great value in everybody else's drafts into round six. Give me a top 12 wide receiver this year. All right, so I'm not going to lie. I'm having a little bit of trouble deciding which average draft position to use. There are so many, and I just want to give you all, you listeners and you viewers, the most representative website, and I truly don't know what that is. After this weekend, I think I'm just going to use CBS ADP. We're going to have a ton of drafts this weekend. But today, you know, I'm going to change it up. I'm looking at Fantasy Football Calculator. So I've looked at NFC over the past week. I've looked at uh, Fantasy Pros. I've looked at CBS. Fantasy Football Calculator, according to its website, and I use Fantasy Football Calculator a lot when I'm doing historical ADP data. According to the website, it's got 684 mock drafts between August 8th and August 22nd. And in those mock drafts, Brandon Cooks is the eighth pick of round five. So not as not as low as he is on CBS, but you still think that would be a great value, right? 100%, yes. Eighth pick of round five, fantastic. 
Yeah, but actually that whole round is Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, that's an incredible round. And we would That makes me want to just early. lock in on wide receiver in that round and maybe the round before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if those guys are going to make it to round five in most drafts, but but they definitely will in a lot of your drafts. In a lot of your drafts, it's going to happen. That is a problem that we do with every single ADP we look at. Is we see this thing that has a sample of hundreds of drafts, whether it be real on NFC or the compilation on Fantasy Pros or all these mock drafts on Fantasy Football Calculator. And the first thing we do is we find the best values and say, "But that's not going to happen in your drafts." (laughs) <laughs> they're like they're, yeah. there are going, right. the things that happen in our drafts that we do with each other are not more representative of our listeners drafts than all the other information that we have you're right i just wonder if when more people start seeing rankings that like dj moore is going 52nd on cbs Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, they are also in this range. And Chris Godwin is going 61st. Well, Michael so. Thomas is in this range yeah. for everybody else but us. Right. Sutton, Godwin, DJ Moore, I don't know where they're going to end up. Like, because Sutton is also, I don't, I, I'm sorry, looking for DJ Moore. I think Sutton and DJ Moore are the two outliers there. Cause I think Godwin's about in this range on a lot of their places too, just because of the injury. And on Fantasy Football Calculator, DJ Moore is a round four pick. He's before all those guys, yeah. but he's still. Round four and Terry McLaurin three pick three twelve. So the last pick of round three. That's interesting. Anyway, you know how we feel about Moore, Sutton, Mike Williams, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson. Uh, we think they're great values if you can get them in round four or five. Whatever. A lot of those guys could be round three pick for us. It's it's a great great um, reason to think of starting your draft with a tight end and a running back. Like if you could go get yourself a, a top five or 10 running back and you can go get yourself Kelsey or Mark Andrews. And then, you know, your next three picks are going to be wide receivers that we all think are top 15 wide receivers. That's a fantastic way to start your draft. But what about going tight end running back, running back, if you're picking late in round one or running back tight end running back, if you're picking early in round one. So now we're skipping wide receiver until round four. And it's that group of wide receivers that the ADP is telling us is, is going to be available from. I, I like that, that a lot. I like, I love it. I think, I think that depends on if you can start two or three wide receivers. Cause I think if you don't start taking wide receivers until round four, then you're probably not going to get three of the guys we love. You're only going to get two. And it also matters on how many people are in the league. Once you get to 14 teams, it's going to be a lot harder to pull that off. Okay. Next segment. Oh my gosh, my draft is in two hours and someone just offered me free concert tickets. Heath, what do I do? Well, you got to go to the concert, I think, and then you got to find a way to work around. I had Sunday afternoon, I get a text from a very good friend saying, I've got uh, two tickets, good tickets to Dave Matthews. Um, My wife and I have seen Dave Matthews, I think, four times in the past. At mostly at Farm Aid concerts, but um, fantastic. Like, even if you don't like Dave Matthews, seeing him live is fantastic. Um, I had a salary cap draft at 8 p.m., as well as the, my Pace League um, draft, which is the league that I won last year. It's a charity league, raised $2,000 for St. Jude. Um, and that was also at 8 p.m. Now, the salary <laughs> cap was a little bit easier because I already had 75% of my team. Uh, I only had like 20 bucks left to spend. I knew I was going to get one good player and a bunch of $1 players. I was fine with that. I was like, I'll take care of that during the concert. Don't worry about it. I set my son up with my rankings and instructions, and he did the Pace League draft with me looking over his shoulder from the uh, from my seats at the concert occasionally. Your oldest was, son or your young son? Your youngest, 12. Oh. 12. <laughs> okay. Um, and he drafted... This team in a 14-team league. All right. He got um, Travis Kelsey and Aaron Jones to start the draft. Oh, hey, now. Okay, so immediately I'm thinking this story's BS because this is this is the team. Those are two picks you would make for sure. The, well, he had my rankings. Uh. He then took DJ Moore in round three, Chris Godwin in round four, Darnell Mooney in round five, and Elijah Moore in round six. He should do you all your drafts. You start all those players. You start two flexes. Yeah, that's very good. 
<laughs> very heathy, very heathy. Yes. And then uh, the four running backs he took, Kenneth Gainwell, Khalil Herbert, Michael Carter, Jamal Williams, going to struggle at RB2 for a while. <laughs> but in a 14-team league to have three of my top 24 wide receivers, my number one tight end, and a top seven running back. Oh, yeah, and he drafted Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Wow. Yes. Nice. The, the, uh, the, young, he, yeah, the young boy has done quite well. That is, And the concert was phenomenal. Oh, what a night. What a night. I think you. he found his intern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, it is Team Name Tuesday. This is just part one. Let's, we have a visual for this one uh, from Drew. Let's see. You guys like this one? Herbert them apples. And it's Justin Herbert throwing an apple. Herbert them apples. Why can't it be? Yeah, you need to ask that as a question. Herbert. You think so? Yeah. It's, how about them apples? Well, I got her number. Herbert them apples. Ah, right. That's how you do it. Yeah. You got to emphasize them. You ever see Good Will Hunting? A question. I, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> well, thank you, Drew, for Team Name Tuesday Part 1. We have a lot more team names a little bit later. i got to tell you about a few things here. This is the time of year where I have like a million things to promote, but most of it is to benefit St. Jude, so please sit back and listen. Draft-a-thon, eight days from today, Wednesday, August 31st, 6 p.m. Eastern until midnight Eastern. The first two hours are on HQ. The last four hours, youtube.com slash today. What is the Draft-a-thon? This is the fifth year of it. We talk fantasy with industry guests for six hours. We're going to be doing a draft, and during the draft, uh, we're going to have two listener teams, and or viewer teams, sorry, it'll be all visual, um, and we'll have you all vote on who to pick, and we'll see how the viewer teams turn out. We're going to do trivia. We're going to talk movies. We're going to mostly, you know, talk football, but pop culture, just fun stuff. We're just going to have fun for six hours, and we're raising a ton of money for St. Jude. That's what it's all about. You can actually, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can scan the QR code to go to our eBay store, or you can go, you can, we'll put a link to the eBay store, Thomas Schaefer, if you wouldn't mind doing that, and you can donate right in the YouTube chat. You can donate to St. Jude. Please do that. So the Draftathon is next Wednesday, August 31st. Tonight, Tuesday night, this week, in a few hours, we have Ben Gretsch joining us for a live stream, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're doing a mock draft tonight, so please be there for that on youtube.com slash today. We'll see you there with Ben Gretsch uh, and, of course, Tara Roberts. We have a best ball tournament. Let me see how many people are in it right now. We're going to start tournament. S- sending out the email soon. We've already sold 160 so that's $1,600 that we've raised for St. Jude. We can get as many people as, want, as as we want to sign up here, a best ball tournament uh, that we're setting up, the FFT Invitational. It's on our eBay page. $10 to enter. It goes right to St. Jude. Please join that. Let's see. What else am I? Oh, poker tournament. on ne- Next Monday, we have a poker tournament. Dan Schneier's got all the info on that. Be on the lookout on our social media accounts. And we are on TikTok, baby. I have to learn a little bit more about TikTok, but in order to help us with that, here is Zach Brook from our social team and our FFT team. And Zach, welcome to the show and tell us about our new TikTok world. Appreciate it, Adam. It's going great so far. If you haven't followed it already, it's at FF Today. Throwing some great stuff up there, some fun stuff, some memes, some clips from the show. We're going to do some scripted stuff down the line, but definitely check it out. And just to jump on your point um, about the St. Jude page for the best ball tournament, make sure you include your email. We want to make sure we get everybody on there that's on there. We're pre- we're already raised, I think we've already raised about $30,000 for St. Jude. And it's, Whoa. Going. it's, it's going to be great. Tune in, Draftathon next week can be fantastic. Hey, it, what did that. we get last year? How did how much did we help St. Jude last year? I think it was. I think I wasn't here, but I think it was in the fifty to sixty range. Okay, yeah, it was about sixty. So we are we are making inroads on beating that number. It would be cool if everybody was a part of it. it. Doesn't have to be you know a whole paycheck for everybody. It can be a few bucks. Like join us, get in on this. It's fun and it feels great, and it's fantasy. How can you hate this? Yeah, exactly. Zach, thank you, man. We'll, we'll be hearing from you. Absolutely appreciate it. All right. Zach Brook, another awesome member of our Get team. Get back to work, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he and Thomas Schaefer have done some great work behind the scenes. Yes. Okay, let's do some news and notes here. Baker Mayfield is Carolina's starting quarterback. I assume this changes nothing because you always figured Baker Mayfield will be Carolina's starting quarterback, right? No, this, this blew up my rankings because I <laughs> thought it would be Sam Darnold. I thought Darnold would come back and, and have an MVP type year. Okay. Sarcasm, please. No, All right, what about no. Baker Mayfield in a two QB league? Is he a top 24 guy, Heath? 
in a two QB league, he probably sneaks into the top 24. Just like I've got him behind on a per game basis, Mitchell Trubisky and Marcus Mariota, but I think it's far more likely those guys get benched and that matters more in a two QB league. Okay. The Raiders are going to be releasing or trading Kenyon Drake. Last year, they'll be releasing him. Yeah. It'd be hard to find a trade partner. Last year, he had five to six targets in each of his first three games, and then only one more game rest of season with more than three targets. Dave, uh, what kind of what does this mean for the Raiders' backfield? Clears it up a little bit. It makes it clear that Amir Abdullah is going to be the passing downs guy. Drake was competing for that role. He even said, uh, I believe to our Josina Anderson, that the writing was on the wall weeks ago that he wasn't going to get it. And I think I think we can confidently say now, Jacobs is the lead back. Zamir White backing him up. Maybe he takes some work off Jacobs a little bit each week. And then when they're in the two-minute offense or in an obvious passing situation, expect to see Amir Abdullah. Abdullah is probably one of those final round PPR running backs. I'd rather have Ty Montgomery, but I, I think he's going to end up having a chance to be a good like bi-week replacement in full PPR. Maybe if you're starting three flex, he could be one of your flex in a super deep league. One of the the really interesting things that we just aren't going to know until we see it play out is what percentage of the targets does like does Abdullah get the entire James White role? Is Jacobs re- relegated to the completely the Damian Harris role, or does Jacob get maybe fifteen more targets, one maybe one more target per game than Harris did? Because Harris's role with a a little bit of target share can, is a different thing than with almost none. And when does Josh Jacobs become good value? Right now on Fantasy Football Calculator, he is around four pick going before five. Reese Hall. Dave says round five. On CBS Sports, he is a, also around four pick going before Brees Hall. Would you rather have Brees Hall or Josh Jacobs? Hall. I was a little discouraged by how Hall played against Atlanta. I'm still taking Hall over Jacobs. I just can't take – yeah, I saw a lot of that on Twitter this morning. People were upset that he did play because they rested most of the starters. He's a rookie. Yeah. I don't care. I'm, I'm starting offense. to not care about that stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, rookies play. Rookies play in the preseason. Right. Garrett Wilson right. played too. Uh, okay. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are 1A and 1A in the backfield. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense, Matt LaFleur, but we get your point. Matt LaFleur said they are two of the premier backs in our league, and Jones is going – 15th to 20th overall, latest ADP on Fantasy Football Calculator was 15th in PPR. That's Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon, 54th. So that's round five, early to mid-round five. Heath, what's the better value? Aaron Jones, early to mid-round two, or A.J. Dillon, early to mid-round five? And what about both? Could you could you uh, draft both? I, I don't mind drafting both. I still prefer Jones at that cost um, difference. But I think both of them can be good values at that cost. Um, Dylan has more upside at his cost because he just needs an Aaron Jones injury, and he's going to absolutely smash it. Chris Godwin, we got some Bucks news. Chris Godwin participated in 11-on-11 drills for the first time. He's not a certainty for week one. And as much as we love him in round five for sure, and I think you guys would even think take Chris Godwin in round three, right, at this point? I don't know if I would take him in round three. Full PPR, maybe. But round four, I'd, I'm comfortable taking him. Yes, I've taken and him in round this three. this is a good thing. This yeah, is, he's, he's trending progress. in the right direction. This is good. But don't freak out if he has a slow start. But We think it'll pay off eventually. Mike Evans returned to practice. Who are you taking That's first? That's also huge. Evans or Godwin? Evans. Godwin. And, of course, Tom Brady returned. And... John Gruden apparently nixed a plan to have Brady and Rob Gronkowski go to the Raiders in 2020 instead of the Bucks. It was being uh, uh, it was being orchestrated, I guess, by Dana White, the UFC guy, and he and Rob Gronkowski himself confirmed it that John Gruden just blew it up. Wow! So there might be more to that story, but. I am comfortable not believing John Gruden, so whatever he would have to say. Anyway, uh, that was interesting. I know a really good rumor mill for Las Vegas News, and they were on top of that two years ago. They were also on top of Devontae Adams going to Las Vegas long before the NFL rumor mill was on So, Adam, you hear something from John Gruden, and then immediately Urban Meyer tells you the exact opposite. (laughs) What do you believe to be true? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
nothing. Is this some type of riddle? Because I'm not good at these. Uh, no. One of them's telling you the truth. One of them's not. Gruden. Sounds like a great game show. Uh, yeah, right. Jeez, Gruden or Meyer, that's tough. Giants rookie defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau is out three to four weeks with a knee injury. Arizona acquired uh, guard Cody Ford from the Bills for a 2023 fifth-round pick. Another another college teammate of Kyler's. Oh, oh that's right. Aaron Pretty Rogers, soon they'll have nothing but OU guys on that team. Aaron Rodgers said Romeo Dobbs is going to be expected to play because of his preseason performance. I loved listening to that him talk about the two rookies there and just like how insightful it was. The th- like he was much more positive about both the rookies than he has been. Um, I, it seemed really clear to me that he has much higher expectations this season for Dobbs than he does for Watson. That's interesting. Maybe I need to go back and hear the whole thing, but I, I, I think may have he misheard it. But that's the lad I heard. Okay, so I, I Watson has started to practice. He's been taking in work with the ones and the twos, and apparently he's making great plays. Rogers did mention that he needs to work with Watson on making route adjustments. That basically means you know changing what you're going to do based on what the defense is showing you. Once he gets that down, he could end up being fantastic. But that's something that could take a long time. We just don't know, and we don't know how good Dobbs is at that either. Um, I, I, I wonder, though, if they're going to stick with the veteran receivers a little longer than we'd like. Yeah, right. He also complimented Sammy Watkins. So we right. know Lazard. And he loves Cobb. Right, we know Cobb and Lazard are going to start, and Watkins is probably going to start too. But you always have to be patient with rookie wide receivers. So what's your advice for people who want to draft Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson? Late, very late. Draft and I might, before I might, I might get to a point where I like Watson better than Dobbs. But are we talking round 12, 13? Yeah. Yep. Would you rather have Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers? Would you rather have a Patriots guy or Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson? I think I'd rather go with one of the Packers guys because I think Parker might not be very exciting. Certainly not the beginning of the year. They've got a tough schedule to begin the year. You might be able to pick Parker off of waivers. I'd rather I'd rather sit on one of the Packers receivers. And I think there's a decent chance you'll be able to pick up Watson or Dobbs. Like Watson hasn't been getting drafted in our drafts. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah, that's um, gonna change. He's gonna. I would take a former Packer over both of them. And that's MVS. MVS. Mm, okay. How about uh James Robinson? James Robinson will not have a full workload in week one if he's ready for week one. They they seem optimistic that Robinson will be ready for week one. But one of the things that, you know, is got I think gonna be really important, guys. I don't know how you feel about this, is how Travis Etienne does right out of the gate. Because he's obviously gonna have a big opportunity as they ramp up Robinson. And if Shaquille Leonard, who used to be Darius Leonard, doesn't play in week two, then I think, I mean, it doesn't seem like a bad schedule for ETN. It's Washington, Colts, Chargers, Eagles. Those first three games. I mean, Washington was supposed to have a good run defense last year. They didn't. The Colts without Leonard, I don't know. Yeah, Dave just shared an article last week about the Jacksonville, like a Jacksonville camp breakdown. And it was raving about how good the Jacksonville defensive line had looked and how the Jacksonville defensive line had been the star of camp. I I don't like talent wise. I don't think there's a lot of comparison between the Jacksonville defensive line and the Washington defensive line. I think maybe the Jacksonville offensive line is just still really bad. It quite possibly they look pretty bad against Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish ETN had been a little bit better running the ball in the preseason. I, I did say last week, it looks like he shot out of a cannon and I do see he's fast, but that's not everything. He's, he does not still, and it's, he didn't play football last year, so you wouldn't have expected right. him to improve this. He does not hit the hole. Oh, man, uh, I'm just nervous about him going in round three. We talked the about things this people complain night. about Saquon Barkley running. Travis Etienne has those same habits, but that also and, results in 70 yard touchdowns. Right. Yeah, he's a home. And it looks right. like he's half the size of Saquon. I know he's not. I'm. They're very close in terms of weight. I think it's relatively speaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I've got the I've got the Jaguars with the. Fifth worst, fifth hardest projected schedule to begin the year. So I disagree that that's a easy schedule for Jacksonville. Well, but I didn't I say it was easy. Like, I didn't say it was easy. I just said it. it I don't. It's not that bad. I, I hope I didn't say it was easy because I wouldn't the, call it that. The it's, thing I think it could be ahead, pretty Heath. bad. I don't like about that that you shared and that you, we just keep hearing. 
what is this full workload that James Robinson is working up to? I think it's relative. I think it's a full workload for a running back in this offense coming off of an Achilles. I don't I don't think it means he's going to play every down. No. He's going to get 20 touches. If he plays half the downs, Travis Etienne's the bust. He might. It's it's really hard to find a player with more upside after pick 100. You know, you could say like Alexander Madison if Cook gets hurt, but a guy who doesn't need an injury to be a must-start player. The fact that you can get mm-hmm. James Robinson after pick 100. Am I crazy? I mean, that's great, isn't it? I love it. I I target him in every draft I'm in, and I often don't get him because he goes before pick 100. Sometimes he goes before pick 90. Mm. Okay, let's move on. A few more news items here. we got a lot to talk about. Isaiah Spiller could miss week one with an ankle injury. I keep seeing him get drafted, but it really looks like Josh Kelly is the clear backup there. Uh, Logan Thomas is off the pup list. As Dave mentioned earlier, Josh Palmer is in the concussion protocol. Chargers wide receiver. Would you rather have Josh Palmer or Romeo Dobbs? Probably Dobbs. Yeah. Somebody explain to me the theory on Josh Palmer that doesn't include a Mike Williams or Keenan Allen injury. Mm. 900 yards, Perfect. six touch, 900 yards, six touchdowns, <laughs> decent flex. I think you guys did a fantastic job there. <laughs> uh, Miko Hardman returned to practice for the Chiefs. Robbie Anderson has a quad injury. Carolina wide receiver Rob- Robbie Anderson, quad injury, and we'll keep an eye on that. And um, Go ahead. On the Chiefs, Juju did not return, and they were expecting him to return. I did knock him down a couple spots. He's outside of my top 30 wide receivers. Oh, interesting. Okay. Quick, give me uh, give me two minutes on the Jets and Falcons if there's anything here. It was mostly Jets backups, but Brees Hall did play, and mostly Atlanta starters with a rotation of Damian Williams, Tyler Algier, and a little bit of Kadri Allison at running back. Um, Dave, give me give me your quick thoughts on Jets and Falcons. I thought Marcus Mariota was actually a little bit worse in this game than he was against Atlanta or against Detroit, but in saying that, I still think he did well. Good job recognizing Kyle Pitts on that deep throw. He just underthrew him a little bit. Threw behind uh, Olamide Zacchaeus on his final throw of the night. Fantastic throw to Zacchaeus on the touchdown. He's in that number two quarterback conversation. He should get drafted a lot sooner than he has been in Superflex and two QB leagues. Tyler Algier was the second running back in. That's better than being the fifth running back in, which he was two preseason games ago. Uh, He showed good cuts and bursts. I I wonder if he ends up mattering quite a bit for Atlanta. Uh, maybe I've got him a little too low in the rankings. Uh, Cordell Patterson, two snaps through two preseason games. You can't tell me that they're not getting him ready for the year. And whatever you think about Brees Hall's stat line, just remember this. He was getting his feet wet, getting used to the NFL game, and he was playing behind the second-string offensive line with the third-string quarterback. So it made it kind of easy for the Falcons to, to key in on him. I think he's still – I don't think you should knock him down because of a bad game or even because he was playing in the preseason game. Man, I've got so many rookie running backs all in the same range of my running backs. They're all coming together. Um, and I know I'm the low guy on Brian Robinson, but I still have him in that range. But Ken Walker, Tyler Algier, Brian Robinson, like the, all those guys. Um, it could be some big second-half finishes again. Mm, God, I thought you were putting Brees Hall in there. <laughs> no. Brees Hall, okay. is, uh, is Brees Hall, big teardrop. Damian Pierce, small teardrop. The rest of the rookie running backs. All right, we're going to do a quick round of emails before we take a break. We also have fill in, the br- fill in the blank. Oh, we did a super flex draft yesterday. I forgot to mention that. We did super flex draft, a 12-team super flex draft. And the obvious question with super flex is, when do I take my quarterbacks? And we'll talk about uh, some of the takeaways from that draft. But here's a quick round of emails. This is from Bradley. Dear Andy, Ron, Ann, and Leslie, that is Parks and Rec. What am I missing with Michael Pittman? I feel like up to this point, he is significantly underdelivered based on how many snaps he has played. He was wide receiver 26 in points per game last year as a second-year wide receiver. I thought it was even lower than that, honestly. It was one spot lower, Okay. And you each expect him to jump into the top 10 now? Would love to hear a detailed explanation of what changed so much in the last few months for Pittman and what puts him clearly ahead of A.J. Brown when you're expecting Hurts to be a top-five quarterback. I can speak to it from a, a projection standpoint. And first off, like not all good wide receivers break out in year two. And he did have a mini breakout last year. Some, some wide receivers still have third-year breakouts. 
Um, but the the big change numbers wise for me has just been the acquisition of Matt Ryan and the confidence that Frank Reich appears to have in him. Last year, we saw the Colts as an extremely run-heavy team. Their head coach has talked about the teams that win championships don't do that. They threw 31 fewer passes last year in 17 games than they threw in 16 games the year before, hmm. which tells you there oh, could be a, a jump of 50, 60, 70 pass attempts for the Colts this year. And there is no one else to infringe upon Michael Pittman's range as the wide receiver one. So if he gets 26% of the targets and their targets go up by 80, then he's got 20 more targets. And that's a big jump in that range of wide receivers. Think of him as the CD lamb of the Indianapolis Colts, because I think that that's, that's what we're looking at. But unlike CD lamb, Matt Ryan has a pretty consistent track record of honing in on one guy or maybe two guys and just, you know, super serving them with targets. The guys that he ha did that with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, pretty awesome guys. Is Pittman as good as they are athletically? Probably not, but that's what he's got. And I think he's going to lean on him and they love Matt Ryan. Heath talked about that. Uh, I, I see a path to 150 targets the only thing I'm worried about is like double digit touchdowns because we've seen Matt Ryan not super serve touchdowns to his wide receiver, certainly his number one guys. But even if he had 100 catches, 1,400 yards, he could lead the NFL in receiving yards. I really believe that the volume could be there and six touchdowns on top of that. That's going to end up being a number one fantasy receiver. I have him projected for almost exactly what Dave said in two regards 100, 150 targets, 100 catches. Mm. How many yards per catch? Uh, 1,244 yards. So 12.4. Okay. So 12.4. Yeah. I think he can, I think he can beat that. And well, then seven touchdowns. The problem, I think when he was going in round four, it was just a, such a slam dunk because so, so safe with the targets that he's going to get. Uh, the problem I think people are having right now is we haven't seen Michael Pittman make the leap to being one of the best receivers yet, you know, and maybe he can be, but when you're taking him when you're when you're deciding between Michael Pittman and guys that we know are some of the best wide receivers in football, just from a talent level, like Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, and then guys like Mike Evans and Keenan Allen, I think that's where fantasy managers have some have some difficulty deciding between them. As you sure. angrily told me on the last time we were on a show together, I don't I'm not drafting him for what they did last year. I'm not I'm just yes. saying I'm just simply saying I think the issue is people don't don't believe in Michael Pittman the way they believe in in the players that they've seen be superstars. And I get it. And I had trouble with it too. I, I had to, to decide between him and Keenan Allen and I, I took Keenan Allen in a full PPR league because I, you know, they're both, I think, really safe in, in that format. And I just seen Keenan Allen do it time and time again. And, you know, but, but I get it. I mean, that, I just wasn't quite ready to make Michael Pittman a round two pick. That was a sure. Round two pick. And it's a late round two pick. If, round two at all. He's probably better in early to middle round three, but every receiver's done gone through that point. You know, there was a point yeah. when no one wanted Devonte Adams. Sure. There was a point when no one was, you know, that excited about Chris Godwin. You can, you can talk about it with Neil Cooper cup last year. He was a fifth round pick. Mm -hmm. So I I'm, I'm comfortable with where we're at with him. I love his schedule too. projected for the fifth easiest schedule for wide receivers. I think he goes off. All right. Trey in Arkansas, uh, is Isaiah likely going to hurt Mark Andrews and possibly even Rashad Bateman? Isaiah likely had a huge preseason game this. for the Ravens. Uh, that's what Trey and, and a lot of people actually want to know about Isaiah likely. Yeah, this is this is the impact of what television does to people because everybody saw him play well on like 12 snaps, something like that. He goes off for 100 yards. Uh, number one, I'm not drafting Isaiah likely in typical redraft leagues, even though he he looked great in a preseason game. Number two, I don't think it hurts Mark Andrews. I think Andrews is still going to get his. I still think he's going to be the top target in this offense. I think it could ding Bateman a tad, not enough to really like turn him into a pumpkin. But when, when Lamar Jackson throws at his best, I really feel like it's more toward the middle of the field and not to the perimeter. And that's where likely he's going to be. That's where Andrews has been for a lot of his targets. And I think that that's where the Ravens, I think the Ravens are trying to replicate his MVP year. And so by getting two tight ends and, and utilizing them a lot more, um, that's going to give them opportunities and it's going to put them in a position to catch the ball that Lamar is most comfortable throwing. There was a one word answer to this question. Unlikely? 
unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured this would be Heath's favorite question because I knew he was going to make a an unlikely. I just I, I was perfectly set up. Um, all right. Sorry for for mushing it. <laughs> uh, Dave from Ontario. Dave has the fifth pick in a ten team half PPR league, and he'd love to grab Kelsey or Andrews in the second round at sixteenth overall. If that's my intention, and I go wide receiver in round one. I feel pretty pressured to grab a running back in round three, but it sounds like you don't love the running backs in that range. Brees Hall, Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, David Montgomery. So what advice, let's say the group of Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, they don't make it to 25th overall. And then you've got, I don't know where James Conner would be, but, but what is your, what is your advice? What is your advice to somebody in a 10 team league? And then it's expanded to a 12 team league who goes wide receiver, tight end, in or wide receiver, wide receiver, whatever, in the first two rounds. What do you do at running back at that point, Heath? So it, like he's right. That pick 25 range is the place where I don't really like the running backs I end up drafting. I've, I take David Montgomery there, and it's too early to take David Montgomery. I take Brees Hall there, and everybody laughs because nobody takes Brees Hall that high. I take Devontae Williams there, and ha-ha, Melvin Gordon. So it does feel like... I. <laughs> In a 10-team half PPR league, I understand the pressure you're feeling. But if I was feeling that pressure, I think I'd be more likely to go running back tight end and then just take all those wide receivers we love. Right. Yeah, okay, that's a good idea. But if if you don't do that, don't feel pressure to take that running back in round three, right? Wait till round four. Somebody from that group will be there. Zeke, Brees Hall, Montgomery, ETN. Someone will be there. How many wide receivers can you start also? Because like half PPR already favors running backs over full PPR. 10 team, in my opinion, favors running backs over 12 team. If it's also a two wide receiver league, then man, I do not like the idea of waiting until round four to draft a running back. Well, what if you could draft in round four, you could draft Ezekiel Elliott? Because round four, that pick is 36th overall. Round five is 45th overall. You could take Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, A.J. Dillon in rounds four, five, six. I mean, if you could pull it off, that sounds pretty good. And based on ADP, you can. Right. Or, you you know. No, I, I would target Connor with that round three pick or Javante if he makes it there. Okay. Decent chance of that happening. Well, that's the two, three turn in one of our drafts. Right. So they should definitely be there. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeremy from Texas. Uh, we can be quick on this. We've talked about this a lot. Um, Jeremy says, I drafted Pittman, DJ Moore, Sutton, and Michael Thomas in a full PPR league. Dr- Pittman, DJ Moore, Sutton, and Michael Thomas. I passed on Evans and Mike Williams. How risky is it to draft all of four of the all four of these players versus a more high floor wide receiver? You just drafted four wide receivers that have a shot at 140 targets each. Mazel tov. Yeah, he did great. Yeah, I think it's That's especially really with him currently being injured right now. I think it's way too risky to take Thomas over Evans or Mike Williams. Mm. I agree on Evans. Oh, yeah, he might have done that before the injury. But, okay, good point. Other than that, I'm fine with it. Dan, in a small town outside of Indy. Oh. Oh, uh, Carmen. Okay. This Carmel. is a good, I've never heard this comp and I love it. So to make a long story short, Dan from Carmen was Carmel, 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 Carmel. was talking to his friend about Alan Lazard and they were going back and forth. And his friend said, as long as he is Aaron Rodgers, I like Alan Lazard. So the comparison that Dan came up with was Emmanuel Sanders in 2020 without, with Drew Brees. And he, I actually did a little bit more than what Dan did. I took out all of the games that, so I, I only looked at the games Michael Thomas did not play and Drew Brees did play. There were seven games that Emmanuel Sanders played with Drew Brees and without Michael Thomas in 2020. And he averaged 14.8 fantasy points per game in PPR, which would have made him the number 21 or 22 wide receiver per game in both 2020 and 2021. His 17-game pace, this is Emmanuel Sanders in 2020 without Michael Thomas and with Drew Brees. His 17-game pace was 97 catches, 1,241 yards, only five touchdowns, but on 131 targets. And I thought that was a great example of a player who you didn't even touch in fantasy when Michael Thomas was healthy, but anytime he was out, he was a must-start guy, basically, and he performed as a, as a number two wide receiver. I thought, I thought this actually really 
resonated with me. What you guys? What do you guys think about this comparison, Lazard to Emmanuel Sanders? Quarterbacks make receivers great. The best quarterbacks do, anyway. That's that's been a prevailing theory in NFL front offices for decades. Is that if you've got the quarterback, you can take a above average receiver and make him good. You can make a good receiver very good, and you can make a very good receiver elite. So it, uh, I, I think it's a great theory. That it's of course it's the reason why we like Alan Lazard. We don't like Alan Lazard because he's nimble or because he's got breakneck speed. The number one reason why you like Alan Lazard uh, is Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. I I will just say that like Emmanuel Sanders had a fourteen hundred yard season on his resume and three thousand yard seasons, and as recently as two years before that, it averaged seventy receiving yards per game on a team with a bad quarterback. So, like, Emmanuel Sanders was a certified, very good wide receiver who was at the end of his career, and we thought that he was done, and he he was rejuvenated a bit in a very, very, very small sample size. He was 33 years old that year, and in those seven games, he performed as the number 22, basically, wide receiver per game. But you're right. He, he definitely had a, a better track record than Emmanuel Sanders. So the debate goes on. But uh, thank you for that comparison. And thank you for your emails. We're going to take a break. Whew, I hope we can get to everything here. We might save Superflex for another day. But uh, we'll take a break. We'll co- no, we won't. We'll come right back on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, guys, we got 20 minutes left. Let's see if we can make this happen. Super flex takeaways. Uh, people, you know, let's just make this about the quarterbacks here. Do you have to take two quarterbacks in the first two rounds? Do you have to take two quarterbacks in the first three rounds? Dave, what did you learn from our Superflex drafts recently, including the one yesterday? I did it. I had the last pick in a 12-teamer, and I went back-to-back quarterback. I took Brady, and I took Russell Wilson. If there were, if, if, if more quarterbacks were taken in round one and there was an obvious value staring me in the face at running back or wide receiver, I think I'd have to punt on quarterback. And that means waiting until rounds the the three, four turn, honestly, to try and fill it. And I wouldn't have liked it as much. I just, I kind of just throw in the towel and say, all right, super flex league. I know I got to fill the super flex with the quarterback as long as the scoring for quarterbacks is really good. And they're going to put up a lot of points. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to get it taken care of with two of my first three picks. And in the case of picking late in round one, early round two, I just went with back to back quarterback. Yeah, I don't think you have to. I didn't. I mean, the one, the first thing I learned was just a reinforcement that everybody hates Dak. Um, I got him in the middle of round two, and then didn't take another quarterback. I don't believe until round nine. Um, I'm having a hard time finding the league on my phone here, so it might have been. Yeah, Mariota is your other quarterback. Yeah, I took Mariota, and then I took Deshaun Watson. Um, Mariota, so Mariota, Mariota in round nine. Well, yeah. So, so when was your first quarterback? Round two. Dak in round two. And then Mariota in round nine. We actually had a lot of teams, but about half the league kind of waited on their second quarterback. Yeah. What, what, how do so you think I, it turned out? I think out? that's fine. Like, I ended up with a team that had Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara running back and um, Darren Waller at tight end. And I, I mean, I absolutely loved my non quarterback team. And I got one of my top eight quarterbacks for a number one. Yeah. So I just need to somehow piece together QB2 production and, and then hope when Deshaun Watson comes back that he carries me to a title. Yeah, I don't don't feel like you have to take quarterbacks with your first two three picks, or at least that you have to take two quarterbacks, because there will be there will become a point in the draft where people stop drafting quarterbacks. That was like round four, basically. Um, 
Round four, I think, only had one quarterback, Justin Fields. Round five had a few. Or round five had two. Uh, oh, no, round five only had one quarterback also. So, and this was a 12-team league. A lot of people play 10-team super flex leagues. That's obviously easier. I had the ninth pick, and I was more or less determined to go quarterback, quarterback, because I felt like the top 13, 14 quarterbacks, you know, ending in the Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr range, I felt they'd all be off the board by the ninth pick of round three in a 12-team league, and they were. Uh, and I wanted two of them. But if you're comfortable with Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or Jameis Winston or Tua Tungavailoa as your QB2, then you can go with one quarterback with your first three picks, and one of those guys will probably be there in round four. And it might be helpful just to look, and I don't know if you guys either one have your roster, I finally found the league, but just look at the difference between, like, because my QB2-2 situation is obviously a problem, is are my running back and wide receiver starters that much better than you guys enough to make up for it? Well, I have Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow as my first two picks. My running backs are Leonard Fournette and A.J. Dillon. So minor McCaffrey and Kamara. Yeah, it's better. Your running backs are going to be better. There's no doubt. My receivers are Lamb, Michael Thomas, and Jerry Judy. Mine are DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks, and Adam Thielen. So similar. User preference, but basically the same thing. My tight end's Austin Hooper. So I win. Mine's Aaron Waller. <laughs> and my flex is Christian Kirk. Mine's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. So so obviously the tight end is really where it jumps out in RB2, I'd say. Um I th- I probably like your build better, actually. Your build back better. Sorry. You, it didn't it, it really depends <laughs> on whether or not you can get comfortable with the late round combo. And I actually took Zach Wilson in the final round as well. So I've got four quarterbacks. Mariota, Wilson, and Deshaun Watson. I, just I get, yeah, I'm sorry. Feel pretty okay about getting QB two production out of that group. I, I just got to say, I've seen so many super flex leagues and two QB leagues, and it's just there is no one way that wins. You got to get lucky, right? You don't want to have two bad quarterbacks. You don't want to have two number two quarterbacks. Get one top twelve guy, it, you know, but. That's the problem I have with the with the superflex and this and the salary cap slash auction questions. It's just the you know it's just everyone is so different. Your league is just maybe everybody takes quarterbacks and you have to adjust. But I hope this was helpful. All right. Well, if that wasn't helpful, then this should be. Dave Heath, it's time for you to be fantasy cops. It's not fair that only Dan Schneier and myself get to do the Fantasy Cops segments. You get to be in on the fun as well. Heath hasn't kicked anyone out of a league in a long time, so let's see what we get here. This is from Dan. We are entering year two of a salary cap keeper league where you can keep up to three players for five more dollars than you paid the previous year, and there's no cap on the years. The champion gets to make a new rule, and this year's rule is to make the league a 2QB league. Some teams have one quarterback on the roster. Others have two quarterbacks on their roster from last year. No one drafted based on this rule. And I think it breaks the league because teams have lucked into keeping cheap quarterbacks while others have not. Also, you should note, uh, not in the email, but they're only allowed to keep one quarterback as part of the new rule. So they, they can keep up to three players. Only one can be a quarterback. But the new rule that the champion made up is that it is now a two quarterback league and some teams are better equipped for that than others in the keeper scenarios here. So, fantasy cops, what do we do? Well, I, I need a clarification. Yeah. Is the rule that the champion gets to make a new rule? Yes. The, he the rule and is, he was the champion. Not yes. Dan is Dan is not the and champion. And he made a new rule. No, he made uh, a new rule. I so I think you should stop whining. <laughs> Yep. Oh man, it is a really like it is really gonna screw up the league though quite a bit here. Not if you can only keep one quarterback. But some people. Well, but the, somebody's gonna have Trey Lance, Trey Lance yeah. on their bench, and they can keep him for a buck or Trevor I Lawrence. I really for a hope buck. it's the guy who won the league. I hope that he set out <laughs> to do this intentionally, and that he's got a really cheap quarterback, and he won the league and called his own shot, like Babe Ruth. So you're cool with it? What do you mean I'm cool with it? He <laughs> followed the rules to a T. Why are we trying to find ways to penalize people for doing exactly what you set the league up to do? It's a good point. I can't really argue that, Dave. Neither can I. 
Good job. Fantasy Cops, allow it. This one is from Mike. Hey, Fantasy Cops, you'll always be regulators in my heart. We just Mount up. our online keeper draft on a pay-for-draft website that uses Fantasy Pro's rankings. Right before our... This, this is shady. I hate this. Right before our keeper draft started, the commissioner turned off all player rankings and projections without telling anyone, essentially just leaving us with a huge list of players in alphabetical order. We always have the rankings turned on. Most of us believe our commissioner did this to take advantage of people that don't make their own cheat sheets. Either that or he uses Fantasy Pro's rankings and didn't want everyone using the same rankings as him. Once the draft started, it was not possible to change it back. Managers were constantly being given auto-drafted players because they ran out of time looking through names while others just gave up and left. Our commissioner has now apologized but never said why he did it. Just curious if you guys think an apology is enough. Our trust in him is at an all-time low. And he never warned everybody in the league beforehand, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm going to turn off the consensus rankings or whatever. Never. It's shady. I'm sorry. It's, it's shady. terrible. I you can't do that. that this is... This is a clear. This is easier for me than the first one, Heath. I mean, this kick the commissioner out of the league or get a new league or he has to do a new draft. There has to be a new draft with rankings. Has to be. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. He's the commissioner and it's his league, and so I think you've got a couple of choices. You can accept mm-hmm. his apology, you can try to negotiate a settlement, or you can leave the league. You're an authoritarian. Authoritarian. I'm not authoritarian at all. <laughs> I disagree with the statement. Yeah, but I disagree with the statement. This is the commissioner's league. Like a guy chooses to be a commissioner, it's not his league, and he can't rule with an iron fist. Well, it's everybody's league. Was he voted commissioner, or did he set this league up and invite everyone and make himself the commissioner? Doesn't matter, man. It a league belongs to everyone. It's not just yep. One person saying, oh, setting hey, all in my the commissioner's rules and then making that changes in. at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, but this is I vote unfair. for a redraft, redraft, a full redraft, and redraft. A new redraft. But what if the commissioner won't give you a redraft? Leave the league. Then everybody quits the league. Commissioner's kicked out. You started. You find and another buddy. It's not as fun as it used to be. <laughs> It'll be way more fun because you've kicked the annoying commissioner out. Thank you, fantasy cops. If you have any more league issues. Please send them to fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. That's the letter I, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, and put fantasy cops in the subject line. Time for some fill in the blank, buy or sell, and team name Tuesday. Fill in the blank from Floose on the loose. TJ Hawkinson's ceiling is blank, and his floor is blank. Tight end five is the ceiling. Tight end 12 is the floor. Uh, yeah, I'd probably, we're assume, I assume no, he can't get hurt. Yeah. So no injuries. I would go three and nine from Mark Ack in a two receiver league. I would be okay. Ack. I would be okay. Not drafting a wide receiver until blank. So in a two receiver league, I would be okay. Not drafting a wide receiver until blank. Round five. Yeah. Round six. Oh, wow. Round six. Round six. So what would your, you know, who do you think you'd end up with if you... Brandon Cooks. Okay. (laughs) 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 And and then who else? Juju? Thielen? Yeah. Um, Heck, you might find Thielen in round seven, the way everybody's pushing him down. Yeah. All right, from Sean. If Jalen Hurts finishes as QB3, that means A.J. Brown will finish as wide receiver blank. Mm. Seven. This is one of those it's where it was two years ago. This is one of those questions where the uh, you're not giving me all the equation because of the rushing. Uh, well, yeah, or no. it could be more spread out between right. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Goddard. Right. Um, but I think it means he finishes as a top twelve wide receiver. Peggy Lee Zorba, a good streamer defense to start this season is blank. Browns. It's the Browns. Or the Panthers. The Browns and the Panthers play in week one, and then they both get a New York team in week two. The Browns have. But the the Browns doesn't stop then. Oh, no? Theirs goes through week four. Oh, Um, okay. I'd moved them all the way up to a top five defense just because 
Um, yes, yeah, so they get they get uh, Mason Pittsburgh Rudolph or three, Mitchell Trubisky Atlanta or Kenny Pickett and the Steelers on Thursday Night Football the week after that, and then they go face Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. Okay, and they're good. Their their toughest matchup there is Week One at Carolina. Uh, they get the Jets in Week Two. Okay, so Pete says the first quarterback to get to get benched in twenty twenty two is blank. Mitchell Trubisky, Geno Smith. Jano Smith might get benched before the season starts. <laughs> I think I would win. I guess technically that means he's the first one to get benched. Yeah. Well, did anyone get benched in the playoffs at any point? Uh, uh, Sam that, Darnold that was just got benched, didn't he? Yes. Uh, I don't think getting benched. No, I would say no. Uh, he was never the starter. All right. Uh, from Justin, if Rashad Penny stays healthy all season, he will be RB blank in half PPR. 15. Oh, no, it's going to be higher than that. Higher than that. If he plays 17 games at the rate that he was going last year, he might be RB1. Well, you don't think he's going to play at the rate he did last year? No, I don't. I don't. I don't even think he'll see as many touches or snaps per game as he did late last year. I will say RB8. Wow. Okay. I could say whatever. I could say RB1 here. It's not going to happen. He just doesn't have it in him to play 17 games. Let's go on to buy or sell. Here we go from Brian Adams. Yeah, I'll buy anything that Brian. Oh, your favorite. I'll buy anything he's selling. Buy or sell. Dawson Knox is number two in targets on the Bills offense this year. And also buy or sell. He's a top three tight end. Hashtag Dawson going to knock you out. Massive sell. Rude to call Gabriel Davis a bust. (laughs) Uh, He might be fourth. From uh, the finisher with a. In fact, I think he will be fourth. Buy or sell, removing injury risk, Chase Edmonds will finish as the Dolphins' RB1 uh, with from the committee with a top 24 finish in fantasy, Chase Edmonds. Bye. Yep. I, uh, I think if he plays 17 games, he will definitely be a top 24 running back. From Pete Neubacher, buy or sell, Brian Robinson leads the Washington running backs in touches. Big buy. That's a sell for me. I don't think he's going to catch any passes. Okay, it's time for Team Name Tuesday. This is what we're finishing with here. From All right, so we have not done Team Name Tuesday all year, and I don't even think we did it much last year, but let's bring it back. From Justin, Kyler Wren. Kyler Wren. <laughs> From Will, Sky's the Comet. With, with the Sky more in there. Sky's the Comet. Not bad. I saw Comet the Frog. That was a good one, too. Uh, Breeze for Impact. Prefer Breeze Lightning. Me, too. Oh, Brees is going to be a good one. Brees in the hall, like kids in the hall. Kids in the hall could just do that. Uh, how about Chase is on the case for you Paw Patrol fans? That one's good. That You know, if you're a little kid. Free Calvin Ridley. Uh, what? Uh, why free Calvin Ridley? You can't gamble on the sport, people. I know people complain about his suspension. You cannot gamble on the sport. So I do not like that team name. And Jamie Heisenberg. Thomas Schaefer, our producer, came up with that one. Jamie Heisenberg. We should have been calling him that. At the height of Breaking Bad, Jamie Heisenberg. Oh, Schaefer, do we have the doppelganger thing? Do we have that? I forwarded you that email. I don't can, know what that. What can you we end about? the show with that? Somebody thinks that Heath looks like. Oh, the new character. I was going to yeah, change one Hightower. of my team names to that guy's name. Hightower. I don't know his first name. Otto. Otto Hightower. Let's get an image. Let me see if I can get an image. Can you do that, I, Schaefer? I believe. It's an it's an older version of me. This might be me in the future, um, but there I I can see some resemblance. It's not quite as flattering as some of the other uh, doppelgangers oh, you guys yeah. have sent in the past. I liked it better when you were saying I look like Aaron Rodgers um, or that guy from the TV show. Uh, let's take a look at uh, at Otto Hightower <laughs> here. All right, I'm going to throw this up. Otto Hightower, by the way, is the king's hand in House of the Dragon. There he is. Can he's got the uh, he's got the large chin, the big forehead. Yeah, there's some comparison there. Oh, I th- I thought I was zooming in. I'm sorry about that. It opened up a new page. All right, Heath, you are Otto Hightower, and now now everybody knows. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it for today's show. That was a fun one. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for the fantasy cops. Thank you for the buy or sell and the fill in the blank. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tonight. Ben Gretz joining us for a live stream at 8 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash football today, and tomorrow at 9, 9, 10 a.m. Eastern, 10 minutes after 9 o'clock on YouTube and uh, the podcast. See you later.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 